from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. Man, it's amazing how fast people get notified or at least are just waiting for the show to start because it seems like within one minute, I can tell you right now, within one minute, we already have over 1,500 people on Rumble and almost 100 people. We have like 1,600 people watching within a minute. And that, you know what I mean? And, and big testament to Rumble too because Rumble is amazing. I mean, as, as much as they're trying to work out the kinks, um, you get about 60 to 70% of your audience either notified or at least in on a live. Now, a lot of those folks... That are that you see uh, are going to jeremyharrell.com and they're clicking on the watch live button and they're getting they're getting taken to um, wherever you know probably Rumble. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that it's it's amazing how much different it is today than it was a few months ago when you just had to like literally get the word out there constantly just to get a few people to even know that it was live. But thanks to you guys, thanks to your thanks to your action item personality with liking, with subscribing, with uh, giving the rumbles, with copying the link, with sharing from your app, you guys are bringing in more eyes and ears uh, than ever now. And 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 I'm not saying like compared to when we were on Facebook and we had you know thirty to thirty five thousand people watching at once because let's just face it, a lot of those folks were just flyby folks. You know what I mean? Looking for, you know, a quick fix rather than to get down and get their hands dirty. You know, like like the majority of the audience is today. So it's just, it really is incredible. But, ladies and gentlemen, it is 5 p.m. Eastern time here from the Live Free or Die state of New Hampshire. This is Live from America, and I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, but God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot. And this is the second show of the day, which means the second hour of the day and so many folks have I I was reading emails today and trying to answer as many emails as I could and so many people make this show two hours of their day and it's just amazing to me because our time is so precious our time is so very precious so it's just amazing to me we have so many dedicated people who watch this show um let's do some live shout outs shall we let's go to YouTube first to Ginny Joyner is watching from Virginia hi Ginny Thank you very much for joining in. We got Luann from Wisconsin. Jody Hopkins is watching. Pineapple Girl says it's 11 a.m. in Hawaii. No wonder you got that name. Addie Johnson says, I made it live. Thank you very much, Addie, for joining in. We've got Melinda Beckman and Angela Lamishka. How you doing? Is that, uh, what is that, Russian, Ukrainian, Lamishka? Uh, good to see you either way. Tina Ring from Arkansas. We got Kathy Collins watching from South Dakota. We will be in South Carolina for the next leg of the Save America Freedom Tour. So this one is the end of this month going into the first, which is Mich- uh, Michigan, Illinois, Wisconsin. And then after that, it'll be Iowa and South Dakota. And, and I can't remember where we're going to go, but usually three states at a time. Uh, give a couple more shout outs to folks on, on uh, YouTube real quick. Uh, Kathy Ladahoff from Nebraska. She says Nebraska in the house. Rhonda Rugolo from Appleton, Wisconsin. Hopefully I meet you, Rhonda, when we get to Wisconsin on the 1st. William Johnson from Western New York. And Krista Hartman from Jacksonville, Florida. I used to know a Krista uh, Krista Hartman, but I don't think it's the same one. And I have actually lived in Jacksonville, Florida. Before I actually not lived there. I should say had an extended stay there. How about that? Uh, now we're going to move over to Rumble. Barb from Michigan is watching. Janet Schmidt from Alabama. We've got um, 
Uh, Dina from Arizona, my favorite person to watch. She said always twice a day. Well, I love you. Thank you very much for saying that. Tennessee, Jennifer Bishop from Tennessee is in the house. Good evening. Thank you very much. We've got Cindy from California. A lot of people watching from Michigan. And uh, <clears throat> JMM Jam says, love your show every day. Well, thank you very much. It's, it's, it's amazing that so many people are just so dedicated to the show. Tennessee is in the house. Man, did I love Tennessee when we were there. You guys really, really know how to roll out that red carpet. Literally. Uh, Ocala, Florida, watching. Thank you very much for watching today. I appreciate that. Got some, uh, some, a lot of friends in California. Big shout out to Advantage Specialties, who's working on some things for me right now, as well as Kind Embroidery, as well as RMA Apparel. All wonderful people. Alicia Wida is in the building, as usual, watching on Rumble. And one more, please shout me out in Kansas, Doris1925. Thank you very much. I do also want to thank... For the following people, for the donations that I seen come in today, um, Shauna, hopefully I say this right, Shauna Fiorello, she sent $25 today. I want to thank you very much. And the following people uh, had their monthly donation come out today, which was Diana Wozniak, Wanda Nash, Janet Burgess, Carol Little, and Sally Laurel. Thank you to all six of you. Uh, who I've seen donations from. There was a lot more that came in from automatic donations, and I just want to let you know that uh, during this uh, vacation that we have coming up, me and my family, my wife and I are going to sit around the fire and we're going to spend some time um, actually packing up some thank you cards and some of the Swamp Donkey stickers for you donors. And even the donors that are sending checks, we're going to send you guys all out your Swamp Donkey stickers too. We just want to make sure that this family continues to grow. We're all in this together. My wife and I love you all so much, and we are so appreciative of the stuff that you guys send, the nice things that you say, and just watching the show so, so loyally every single day. We just love you all so very much, and thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'd also like to thank Anna Smith. Anna Smith sent this today. Look at the little card. It says thank you on it. And on the inside, it says, I'm a huge fan of what you, and it said did, and she crossed it out and wrote do. <laughs> she says, um... Thought of you when I saw this. Thank you for all you do, Anna Smith. And this is what she sent me. Look at this dish. I, I, I don't know what you... I mean, I guess you could use it for a thousand things. But it says, give us this day our daily bread. It's an engraved... I don't know if this is pewter. Let me just see what this is. I don't know if this is pewter or, or what this is actually made of. It feels like it's like it's pewter, which is really, really high quality stuff. But you'll see there it says, give us this day our daily bread. Isn't that amazing? How about me, Mike from Ohio? Mike from Ohio, what's up, man? What's up? But anyway, thank you very much, Anna Smith. This is a wonderful gift. I want to thank you so very much from the bottom of my heart. We will definitely use this in our house daily. We will find some beautiful use for this. And I just want to thank you so very much. My wife will love this so much. Anna Smith, thank you very much. God bless you. Okay. Jay Jazz says, I'm a monthly donor now. This is the best show I watch. Donating is the best way to support it. Man, I thank you for saying that, and I thank you for doing that. And that's exactly right. You know what I mean? This, this show, God has made it so this show and all of us together as one collective. I might be the one on camera, but you guys are the ones that make it work. Let's just be real here. I mean, without viewers, there's nothing, right? And without people who put their action behind what they watch and what they read and see, there's nothing. So let's just face it. We're all on this together. And yes, your donation to here helps this stage show grow to the next level, okay? And do this bus like we're doing and, and go out and, and meet people and do concerts and give people laughter and hope 
and educate and learn and, and, and do the show where people can be educated and I can be educated as well. We can bring on big guests and the bigger we get, the more change we can affect. And it's just all, it all goes hand in hand. Teresa71901 says, I have that dish too. What do you use it for, Teresa? <laughs> Please let me know. Um, I don't know if, what I'm supposed to use it for. There's a thousand things I could. And I'd also like to shout out Linda from Michigan. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get right to the best part of every show, which is just, <clears throat> this is what we do, okay? Do it with me. We're going to take a deep breath in the nose and out the mouth. And right now, we're just going to let it all go. We're going to let the anxiety of the day go. We're going to let the stress and the depression that you may be uh, having go. We're going to let the worry and the, and the, and the thoughts of any, neg any negative thoughts, we're going to let it all go right now. We're going to close our eyes and we're going to focus on the foot of the cross. While I read to you from Jesus Calling, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you are at peace, at least for the two hours that you watch this show, at peace, laughter, and ready to receive all the information that you possibly can. June 10th, year of our Lord, 2021, from the evening version of Jesus Calling, says this, I want you to learn to relax more in my sovereignty, receiving each day as a good gift from me, no matter what it contains, accept the limitations of being a finite person, and keep turning towards me. Awareness of my face shining upon you can instill joy into the most difficult day. And where that is pulling from is Psalm 46.10, which says, Cease striving and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Basically, nothing else matters, folks. Literally nothing. We're here to live and to, and to, and to love and to be loved and to spread love and to spread laughter and to just enjoy life. Yes, we're going to mess up. We sin. But we always go back and focus everything on him. And then it also pulls from Numbers 6.25, which is in the Old Testament. that says, the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And before you turn out the light, relax in the truth of who you really are. My beloved and whom I delight. Have you ever got have you guys ever seen a movie where somebody gets a second chance? You know, there's a lot of movies out there where somebody gets a second chance. So there's a lot of movies out there, like if you have pure flicks and you watch Christian movies, like me and my family do. There's a lot of movies out there that where, where a person gets a second chance or they get to see what their life would have been if, right? Okay, so I want you to think about this because we've probably seen this in a movie before. I want you to think very, very um very long and hard on, on this. If if you were to go to the doctor right now, and some of you that are watching might have might have experienced this or are experiencing it right now. And if you and if you are, I just want to say that I'm praying for you and I love you and God bless you. But for those who aren't experiencing what I'm about to say, think about this. If you were to get a call today and say, Hey, maybe it was from your physician or your primary doctor, and say, Hey, the last time you were in, um, we didn't really notice something. But we really think you should come in because we found something. And then you go in and you see your doctor or your primary care physician or whoever. Okay? And they say, yeah, we noticed that um, you actually have some serious problems. You have stage 4 cancer. And it's bad. And it's metastasized and it's growing and it's spreading. And we're sorry we didn't catch this. But you literally have 
90 days to live. I want you to really think about that. Now, I've had people in my family where that's happened to. And I'm sure that you have had, or maybe even you yourself have had that happen. But let me ask you, if you could put yourself in that position real quick, how would you live every single day from that minute until those 90 days or the ballpark of that 90 days was up? How would you live? I guarantee you that you would not live the way you lived yesterday. Guarantee you. Food would taste differently. Drink would taste differently. Air would smell differently. You would see things from a different perspective. Your hearing would be different. Everything about you and what you choose to do would be different. Everything. And that's the way we got to live our lives, folks. Steve Derry says, you're fired. (laughs) I don't know who he's talking about. Um, Maybe me. But anyway, think about how that would be. You you guys would, you guys, everything would be different. That's that was that's what I'm trying to get to. And so we should live our lives every day. When they say live your life like it's your last, well, it's a it's a saying for a reason. And when you read stuff like that, you realize how you're supposed to live and what you're supposed to focus on. So, ladies and gentlemen, oh, the doctor, <laughs> the doctor, good one, Steve, good one. Um, but that's how we're supposed to live, folks. And and that's every day my journey with Jesus. I things change, and I get more and more closer to that path. I do have some setbacks here and there. I take one step forward and two steps back sometimes. But I got to tell you, man, if that was me, if that happened to me, everything would be different even from today. And that's really what I tried to get across in that. So. Having said that, folks, let's go to the Lord's Prayer. Please, if you're wearing a hat, remove your hat. Let's get serious for a minute. Let's give honor. Let's give thanks. Let's give love to the Lord who gives us mercy, who gives us grace, who gives us forgiveness, and who gives us blessings overfloweth of our cup. If you can, please say it aloud so heaven can hear it and rejoice. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. I want to see everybody on YouTube and on Rumble right now type amen. I want to see so many amens coming through as we get ready to start this show that it just lifts this show up to a new pinnacle, that it lifts it up to heaven, that it lifts it up to God, and that we are protected in an armor of God as we move forward. So my question to you, YouTube, are you ready? Rumble, are you ready? Because I'm ready right here from the Live Free or Die, Granite State of New Hampshire. So, let's get ready to rumble, ladies and gentlemen. The first and foremost section of today, we're actually going to go ahead and we're going to get it right out of the way. I wish I didn't always have to do it, but the guy seriously is this much of a dum-dum. He's this much of a dum-dum. I almost choked because of the fact that I can't stand to give this guy a dum-dum award as much as I do. But it's going to have to go to Joe Biden. Not only is it going to go to Joe Biden, though, the dum-dum of the day is actually going to be shared with Boris Johnson. Because those two had a little meeting today, and the two of them sounded like dumb and dumber. Literally, it was the, it was the, it was the reboot 
of Dumb and Dumber. The back and forth was embarrassing. Listening to them, you, you, you clearly could see that neither of them are a good leader. Neither of them know what they're doing. Both of them are completely clueless. And they sat there like two embarrassed, unqualified, weak leaders of two great nations. Okay, the people of, uh, of 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 that region and the people of our region are strong. We're persevere. We we persevere. We're determined, but our leadership is about as weak as a one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest. I think I slurped to that one. Now, the reason why I want to give both of these two the dumb dumb award of the day today. Not only because of the, the the massive amounts of footage that I saw of them going back and forth and saying the stupidest things you could possibly imagine, okay? But for this reason and this reason alone, I'm not going to make you listen to them. Don't worry. Someone said, please don't make us listen to them. I won't. I did not bring any videos into the show of this. I'm just going to tell you why. Because resident corn pop which is resident joe biden not president never was president never will be president legally and you know that just as well as i do and boris johnson both committed to a 15 percent global minimum ta uh, tax amid talks of exemptions from china you're fired you're fired you're fired you're fired. You're fired. Did you hear what I just said? They're talking about a global tax, a global minimum tax, high enough to cover, and this is, a, with, with, this is talking about global trades, global goods, going from this place to this place to this place to this place. They're talking about a 15% global minimum tax because of the fact that they're going to agree on and commit to exemptions, tax exemptions, from China. What do you do here, folks? What are you supposed to say to this? This is why Donald Trump and the rest of us tried to say, and I know he didn't legally get there, so it's not like it's the fault of people that went out and voted. Okay, we understand that. But this is exactly why we said this guy cannot be the President of the United States. When we said this guy is compromised, that's exactly what we meant. He's compromised ever since this guy set foot in the White House. Him and his puppeteers, who he probably doesn't even know, by the way, but him and his puppeteers have cowed down, bowed down, and literally taken a step back as the world leader and let China eat our lunch. They did it to us in Anchorage, Alaska. They're doing it to us through the media. They're doing it to us through policy. They're doing it through us through trade. And now they're and they did it to us through the, uh, through, uh, the Fauci virus. And now they're doing it again, ladies and gentlemen, by getting a basically a waiver from Quid Pro Joe that they will be exempt from taxed goods that are being traded. President Donald Trump had these guys taxed at a 25% rate. And they didn't like that too much. And that's why President Trump was winning that trade war. And that is why they respected him. Peace through strength. How are you supposed to respect a guy that can't even tie his own shoes, is as racist as they come, doesn't know his own name half the time, bites his wife's fingers, sniffs his daughters, sniffs your daughters, sniffs her daughters, sniffs everybody's daughters, and puts kids on his lap as he talks about Corn Pop being a bad dude and counting cockroaches. I mean, for crying out loud, ladies and gentlemen, 
are we are we even going to even try to pretend that China is an adversary? Or are we just going to just go right out and say, you know what, China, you know, we're going to step back and we're going to let you run the world. Exemptions for China? Exemptions for China. Meanwhile, folks, I'm going to tell you what our true leader, Donald J. Trump, says and thinks about China. You ready for this? Here we go. It is now unanimous. And I have been proven right once again that our initial World Health Organization report on the Wuhan lab was flawed and must be redone. This time by a truly transparent investigation, we were right about the China virus from the beginning, and now the entire world sees it. This is why the Chinese Communist Party should pay $10 trillion in global reparations for what they allowed to happen. The worst event in world history. I'm going to stop it right there. Full stop right there. That's the difference between a leader, a man, a patriot, somebody who's strong, somebody who understands the value of this country and understands America first, make America great again, and the entire agenda, as opposed to the guy that's out there now spitting and sputtering, can't start. He's a, he sounds like a bat, a, a 50-year-old engine on a, on a 20 degree below zero day. Oh, you want us to give you exemptions? No problem. Oh, you want us to do this? Oh, no problem. You want us to uh, bow down to you? no problem. Meanwhile, the real president of the United States is sitting there saying, what are you talking about? You owe us, you owe the world $10 trillion. And if he was there now, he'd be making them pay. And when he gets back, he will make them pay. This is why they're trying to make it so that he can never, ever, ever, ever come back again. And they're trying to do it quickly because they know that they are not only on borrowed time, ladies and gentlemen, that they are on stolen time. Anyway, let me go back and read. $10 trillion of global reparations for what they allowed to happen, the worst event in world history. Even here in the United States, the so-called experts like Tony Fauci were wrong about the Wuhan lab and China's role the entire time. Just think about how bad things would have gotten if Tony Fauci's advice had never closed down travel from China. Oh, if he followed Tony Fauci's advice. And other things. Tony Fauci likes to say that he is science when in fact... He is merely science fiction. <laughs> President Trump. <laughs> when he's just science fiction. Woo! <laughs> President Trump. Boy, do I love you. You know what else uh, Tony Fauci is? You're CNN. You're fake news. You have an agenda. All I can say is it's totally fake news. It's just fake. It's fake. It's uh, made up stuff. That's Tony Fauci, folks. Do me a favor, folks, and share this video out. Looks like we got about 500 people watching on YouTube, and we got almost 5,000 people watching on Rumble. It looks like 10% of the audience watches on YouTube for whatever reason, and some people can't get um, Rumble to work. So, hey, at least we got options, right? And we're going to have a lot more options sooner than you think. So, anyway, folks, that's the difference between a leader and an illegal leader. A legal leader. And an illegal leader, a real leader, and a manager. There are a difference. There is a difference between a leader and a manager, folks. A manager just spouts off things to do because he doesn't want to do it himself or get his own hands dirty. He has no idea how they're done. In most cases, a leader will roll up his sleeves and get his hands dirty and lead from the front, where a manager will be pulled from the back. That's the difference. That's the difference, Joe. Hey, Joe. You know I won. <laughs> 
<clears throat> Let's use that. Science fiction. Exactly. Maybe I should make a shirt with Fauci on it that says science fiction. Moving right along, folks, to keep right up with the dum-dums, let's continue to talk about some dum-dum things. Senate Democrats, excuse me, <laughs> Senate Democrats, are threatening, wait till you hear this, this is a good example of misery loves company, folks. You want to, you really want to sum up the Democrat Party these days, it's misery loves company. They just wake up hating life, hating themselves, hating their hair, hating their clothes, hating everything. The only thing they love is money and power, which is why they try to cling on to it and they hate everything else. Senate Democrats are threatening to advance a bill that would block funds to the 2026 World Cup unless the U.S. women's team are compensated equally. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. The free market works like this. You provide a service or a product. The public decides, do they want this service or do they want this product? Now, time and time and time and time and time and time again, you see the leftists trying to push or force a product on you, much like they're trying to push and force masks and vasks on you, right? Okay? You see this all the time. They're trying to force you to buy something like Obamacare. I can go on for days, by the way, with what they try to force you to, force you to buy, Instead of just letting the free market work, the fact of the matter is that U.S. women's soccer does not make the money. This isn't Jeremy Harrell just saying this. This is just a fact. Women's U.S. soccer does not make the revenue that men's soccer makes, period. So how are you going to give a, a sport, a, a, a series of people, a group of people, money that you don't make? You would go bankrupt. But this is how the Democrats think. They don't think on a level of econ like uh, just basic economics. They don't think of, hey, I can only spend X because I'm bringing in Y. If I overspend, then I'm not going to have enough money to pay for the things that I need to have. And sooner or later, I go bankrupt. Dumb, da dum dum dum. It's not that hard to figure out, folks. It's basic economics. I took home ec in 11th grade, 10th grade. I learned that stuff then. I learned how to balance a checkbook when I was in high school. They don't teach you that anymore. So the fact of the matter is, if women's soccer was making as much as men's soccer, then yes, they should be paid equally, period. But until that day happens, they get paid a percentage of the revenue, period. It's not rocket science. Then I wrote this. Destroying more of sports and more of happiness. Do you remember when sports made you happy? Do you remember before the kneeling, before the crying, before the virtue signal signaling, before all of that, before the wokeness, when you could just go watch football, man? Get away from all this crap and go watch a game of football? I just thought of Sean Hannity back when he used to throw the football. Remember that? John Hannity needs to get back to doing that, throwing the football at the end of the show. Remember when we'd go watch America's Pastime? Baseball? NASCAR? Basketball? Remember the 90s? Remember the 80s, the 90s? Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, uh, Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen, Shaq, Anthony Hardaway, all these, all these amazing people 
and all these amazing sports, and now it's gone. It's completely gone. And why is it gone? Because of the left, because of political correctness, which started all this in the 90s, and progressed its way all the way up through Barack Obama till now. Okay? The left has destroyed everything. This woke-topia, fantasy, ridiculous, Marxist, communist idea of a country, of being happy, is constantly being ruined. So now, Senate Democrats are threatening to advance a bill that would block funds from the 2026 World Cup. So that means people that enjoy the World Cup would now have to sit here and deal with this or deal with less funding, which would make the entire event less fun to watch. It's a domino effect. It's called trickle down. Remember that, Hillary? Remember, remember you having a problem with trickle down economics? Same thing that MLB is being sued for in Georgia right now because their trickle-down economics was supposed to supply a bunch of money to a bunch of people. People had plane tickets. There was hotel reservations. People were gearing up. They were buying food. Food trucks were gearing up. They were getting ready. And then you yanked it because you wanted to be woke. Look at the destruction that the left causes when they govern, let alone when they get into private sector affairs. And it's either they don't see it or they don't want to see it because they want to achieve their agenda. Either way, how do you expect to pay people more money when they're not bringing in the revenue? I've completely stopped watching sports now. Completely. I was actually at a buddy's birthday party of a friend of mine for 30 years the other day. And some guy that I, I never met before came up and he said, and he's trying to, you know, he's trying to do small talk, you know, and comes up, you know, guys, and he's like, so, keeping up on baseball? I'm like, no. He's like, what do you mean? Not a baseball fan? I said, oh, don't get me wrong. I was an every sports fan until about four years ago. Now I watch nothing. And he's like, why? And I'm like, why? Of course, we were in Vermont. I said, why? I don't know. How about the kneeling for the national anthem? How about the virtue signaling and the stupid um, messages they were sticking on their helmets and on their shirts and on their, sh and on their shoes? How about the crying because they make millions of dollars and they're crying about how much money they make? How about the, 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 the promotion of all the, the, the Black Lives Matter riots and stuff that were going on and getting involved in it and bailing people? How about all of it? Okay, they destroyed. He, he just sat there like, oh, wow, man, that's, that's, that's a shame. And I said, yeah, yeah, you're dang right it is. Just people so clueless, man, so clueless. Speaking of sports, you're seeing they're doing all those... Um, Trump flag drops, like at baseball games, right? And then the people are getting kicked out. Here's what I would say. If you are one of those people, or you know people that are putting these flags down, I'm sure somebody that's watching here either is one or knows one. There's enough people here. Okay? Here's what I would do. You have footage of you dropping a Trump flag at Fenway or dropping a Trump flag at, at, uh, at uh, the New York Yankee Stadium. And you also have footage of you getting kicked out of that game. Here's what I would do. Go back and drop a Biden flag. Drop a Biden flag. Drop a Biden Kamala Harris flag. Not because you want to, and I'm sure you don't even want to touch it, but drop it and record it. Why? Because then you can sue them. You can sue them for treating you differently. They wouldn't they're not gonna know who you are. They're not going to know who you are. And if they do have, for some reason, your picture up and they don't allow you back in, get somebody else to do it. I want to see people dropping Biden flags and see if they get treated the same way as they do when they drop a Trump flag. 
not only will it show their bias, but I believe you'd have a lawsuit on your hands as well. Somebody just said Trump flash mob. You know what would be great? You know what would be great? It would be awesome if like a thousand um, Trump supporters went to games, went to a baseball game, and they were completely like in different seats all the way throughout the stadium or throughout the, uh, the park. Just different seats, some on the third baseline, some on the first baseline, some behind home plate. And all together, at the same time, they all rip off their overshirts so it says Trump won, and they all run out on the field, a thousand people all at once. Ooh, 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 imagine that. Imagine how the baseball players or the football players would feel if you just stopped their precious little game. Imagine the media attention it would get. Imagine the, 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 the pain in the rear end that you would cause that facility. And that's just a smidgen of what you've done to us over the last four years. I would love to see that. If you would love to see that, Give me an amen or say I'd love to see that in the comment section. I, I, I want to see how many people are with me on that. Maybe we organize it. huh? Maybe we organize it. That's not illegal, right? <laughs> Ooh, man, I'm, the wheels are turning here, folks. The wheels are turning. <sighs> Ozfan says, yes, two can play at that game. Denise says that would be great. KH1221 says, yes, and shout freedom, freedom, freedom. Let's scoot over to YouTube and see what they're saying over there. I would love to see that. Amen. Larry says, amen. Carol says, I would love to see that. Go Yankees. <laughs> I'm a Cubs fan if I was still a baseball fan. But it looks like everybody everybody has the same sentiment. That would be a funny thing to watch. All right. All right, moving on. So we've been showing a lot lately, and you've been seeing a lot, and you've probably seen this video too. I know I'm a little bit behind the times when it comes to showing the videos of the school boards and stuff like that, and it's only because I know you guys have all seen them passed around Facebook, and I really want to get to news you might not have heard. But I think some of these are very, very important to show. And if you are on YouTube right now, I apologize that you won't see this, but you will hear this. I'm about to show you a video of a mother who survived the Maoist era the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, and, he, and, and, and she comes and she speaks in front of a school board about critical race theory and about how it's a Marxist idea and it's right out of the playbook of the Communist Chinese Party. If you have not seen this yet, I suggest you watch closely or if you're on YouTube, listen very closely, okay? And you can also find this on YouTube if you want to go watch it. Listen closely, and if you have seen it, just, you know, please watch again. <laughs> this is pretty incredible, though. So let me cue this up here for you, and we will scoot it right over to the screen. Here we go. Listen to this. I've, I've been very alarmed about what's going on in our school. You are now teaching, training our children to be social justice warriors and to loathe our country and our history. Uh, growing up in Mao's China, all this seemed very familiar. The uh, communist regime used the same critical theory to divide people. The only difference is they use class instead of race. During the Cultural Revolution, I witnessed students and teachers that can turn against each other. We changed school names to be politically correct. Um, we were taught to denounce our heritage. The Red Guards destroyed anything that is not communist. Old uh, statues, books, and anything else. <clears throat> we are also encouraged to report on each other, just like the uh, Student Equity Ambassador Program, and the Bias Reporting System. 
This is indeed the American version of the Chinese communist, the Chinese cultural revolution. The critical race theory has its roots in cultural Marxism. It should have no place in our school. <laughs> for those that are on YouTube, that was President Trump dancing to YMCA. <laughs> but she, she, you know what? She was candid. She was to the point, and she was she was heard, and that's the most important thing. And you know what's funny is we constantly, as a society, seem to ignore, and the left really ignores people who live in these countries, people who come from these environments, people who warn us to stay away from this kind of uh, of policy. I love this stuff. I love people standing up for what is right, standing up for what they know is right, no matter what kind of backlash they're going to get. Good for her. She's 100% right, and may God bless her. Now, speaking of people who God has blessed, let's move right on to the people of Pennsylvania. Oh, my Pennsylvanians, where are you? If you're watching from Pennsylvania right now, on Rumble or on YouTube, let us know that you are from Pennsylvania, and I will tell you what happened today. Doug Mastriano and fellow Pennsylvania senators voted 30 to 20. This has already passed the House, and now it went to the Senate. Governor Wolf gets no decision in this resolution. None whatsoever. 30 to 20 to overrule and kill Governor Wolf's emergency COVID declaration, ladies and gentlemen. Can I get an amen? Woo-hoo-hoo. We got a lot of Pennsylvanians watching right now. Carol, how you doing, girl? Good to see you. We got a lot of folks watching from Pennsylvania. This is great, folks, because this shows you that the legislation in Pennsylvania, which is red in both the House and the Senate, has power over the governor. This is what I have been saying for months. The people with the power are the people at the lowest levels of government. Local and state government has more power than the federal government. Why? Because we give the power to the federal government. In a republic, like we are, not a democracy, the federal government derives its power from us. We the people. And this is a great example of how a state legislation can overrule a governor if they have the numbers. Now, this is not going into effect right away. There was a primary in Pennsylvania earlier. And until this primary is completely certified by the Secretary of State there, who, by the way, is a Democrat, but they still got to certify the election, or certify the primary. When she certifies the primary, we don't know when that's going to be, that's when this takes effect. Not only does it end the mask mandate in Pennsylvania and end all these COVID draconian, totalitarian, disgusting emergency declarations, but it also bars Governor Wolf from making any more emergency declarations when it comes to the Fauci virus. This makes me happy. Because much like I was vindicated earlier when I showed you the watermarks, I'm vindicated now by saying that the state legislatures have more power than what most people think. All they needed to do was get a fire lit under their butts, and they can change the world. 
and they can change the world. So shout out to Pennsylvania. Shout out to the people who are organizing AuditTheVotePA.com. Make sure you go sign up if you haven't. And I, I have a feeling that Doug Mastriano might be the next governor of Pennsylvania. Now, just like Vernon Jones, just like myself, and just like many others, you can probably pick apart some things that Doug Mastriano has said or done. Who can't? But in this day and age, folks, if you find somebody who does more good than bad for the people that they represent in the United States government or in a state government, you got to ride with those people, man. And you are going to see people like Mastriano, people like Vernon Jones, people like, you know, you're going to see them try to follow in the footsteps of a Ron DeSantis, as a Matt Gates, as a Donald Trump, because they see how effective it is. They see how it works, and they see how they can win. Again, folks, it's about a blueprint, and it's about courage being contagious. Jen Zam on Rumble wrote, It's about time to take out the trash. And it makes me think of that song. Take out the papers and the trash. <laughs> Yakety yak. We'll say don't come back. <laughs> don't come back, Governor Wolf. <laughs> Woo. You know what? Every time somebody's ousted from a position or fired, we should play that song. Yakety yak. Don't talk back. Woohoo. So big shout out to Pennsylvania. All right. Let's move back to Georgia for a minute, okay? we got about 18 minutes left of the show, so let's go back to Georgia for a minute. Now, here's where we are with an update of Georgia. We know that members of the Georgia legislative body went to Arizona, much like Doug Mastriano and people from the Pennsylvania legislative body went. Okay, we know that Vernon Jones went there. We know that they got the blueprint. We know they did the tour. We get it. We get all that. Let's bring it back to Garland Favorito. Garland Favorito is the one that's heading up this Fulton County who pushed and pushed and fought. And Garland Favorito might be the tip of the spear when it comes to pushing this, uh, pushing this uh, forensic audit along in Georgia. Now we know that right before Memorial Day, the left lawyered up with criminal defense attorneys, high-profile ones, you know, the same ones that got Ray Lewis off for murder, when he murdered his wife in football for the Baltimore Ravens. Remember that? Okay. We know that they filed an injunction. They wanted a temporary injunction. They wanted to stop everything they put in to, to, for the judge to drop this and, and, and not open up this audit, not release, uh, unseal these ballots. They didn't want them seen. Okay. They were supposed to, this was all supposed to happen before Memorial Day. Well, then the judge said, okay, I'm going to have to put a temporary stay on this and we're going to have to look at this and then we're going to come back and we're going to make another ruling. Well, that ruling is set for June 21st. Unfortunately, I'll still be on vacation at that time. But that ruling is set for June 21st, okay? Now, we also know that during that time, the judge ordered the facility where the ballots were located to be completely secure one day later. We know that the alarms were ringing off there and that the door was open for hours. So right now, Garland Favorito and other Republicans in the legislation in Georgia are um, subpoenaing and, 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 and asking for and requesting for the security footage from inside and outside of that building that day. Chances are some nefarious stuff happened. However, long story short, brings us back to June 21st. Here is something I did not know. 
when the fake certification, when the fake slate of electors was certified and sent to Washington, D.C. earlier this year, I did not know that there were 17,400 ballots missing. Did you know that? I didn't know that. 17,400 ballots were missing from the state of Georgia when they certified fraudulently the slate of electors that they sent to Washington, D.C. Kemp knew it. Raffensperger knew it. Raffensperger's little sidekick there, the one that looks like It's Pat. Remember that movie where you didn't know if it was a guy or a girl? What's his name? Gabriel Sterling? <laughs> that guy. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, they all knew that 17,400 ballots were missing. Now, when you have a 12,000 vote difference, and there's 17,400 ballots missing, and you certify an election, what does that make you? What does that make you? I'm going to show you a video right now of exactly what I'm talking about. This gentleman here, his name is Bernie Carrick. Bernie Carrick says the next three to four weeks will be explosive and will vindicate everything that we've been saying about the election being fraudulent. So I'm going to bring this over here, and I'm going to show you this guy's picture. This is him on Real America's Voice News. I apologize for those on YouTube. Don't worry, I'll get this fixed soon and figure out why you can't see what people on Rumble can see. But he's a former New York City police commissioner, Bernard Carrick. He joined Steve Bannon Monday on The War Room. I want to play for you exactly what he said. Let's go ahead and play this, shall we? You've got a number of investigations in Georgia, uh, and one uh, a primary in uh, Fulton County, Steve, that I, I predict over the next three or four weeks is going to be explosive. And I think it's going to basically come back and vindicate everything that the president and Rudy Giuliani and I have been saying for the last six months. The election was stolen. Um, basically, the Republican legislators didn't do their job. They allowed the certification of, uh, of the votes. And, and as I was saying earlier, um, the Secretary of State for Georgia, he allowed that certification. He had 174 missing batches in the Fulton County count, 174. That's 17,400 ballots that were missing, and they knew about it. They, there's no way they didn't know. They had to know. That would have put Donald Trump over the edge to win Georgia. Just that alone. But there's a lot more coming, um, and it's going to come out through these investigations. There's subpoenas being issued. There's depositions being taken. Um, I think you're going to see some explosive material in the next two or three weeks. Um, and then you're going to see Vernon Jones go down to Arizona. Uh, he should be leaving. I think he's going to go down on Wednesday. It's obviously um, before he went. visit with the people in Arizona, you know, Mark Fincham and Sonny Borelli and, and the people from the Senate there. Find out what they're doing. Um, and he's pushing for every county in the state of Georgia to have a forensic audit. He's also going to be going down to the border, uh, Steve, um, which I don't think anybody knows yet. Uh, but we're pushing him to get down to the border. Uh, to look at what's going on there. As you know, Atlanta and Georgia is having a major, major crime surge. A lot of that is coming from illegals. People on the border, they're telling uh, Vernon Jones that they're busing these people into Georgia. 
this is bad for Georgia. It's bad for Atlanta. You have Buckhead, one of the principal cities, uh, the principal communities in all of Georgia, trying to sever itself away from Atlanta. Uh, a lot going on, and Vernon Jones is going to get to the bottom of it. And I think the people of Georgia know it's time for change, and I think Vernon Jones is the guy that's going to do that. Okay, so... Again, set aside what you might think or what you might have thought before, or even what I have thought or said or heard about Vernon Jones. The guy is proving to you that he can be and should be the governor that you want him to be in Georgia. He's not, he doesn't have his own agenda, except to win. But I have not seen, until this guy shows me something that I go, whoa, that's a red flag... I cannot say anything otherwise or anything negative about this guy because his actions are speaking louder than his words. Now, I know that there's another candidate running against Kemp who seems like he's a major good guy too, who also wants to get rid of Dominion. The problem with that is is he just doesn't have the star power that Vernon has, unfortunately for him. He might be a great candidate, but Vernon Jones has got the wheels turning, folks. And until he does something that shows up a red flag, I can't really say anything negative about him. But even this guy says, he's doing this, he's doing that, he's doing that. So it sounds like to me that he's doing what you, what you Georgians want him to do. And that's how you govern. Again, taking cues from Trump, taking cues from Ron DeSantis. Long story short, 17,400 ballots missing at the time they certified the election. That alone should make it disqualified. That alone. And you know what? It's, it, it really does stink to go through the fight. It, it, it really is hard. It's stressful. Your anxiety is through the roof when you're going through the mud, when you're going through the thick of it. But when it's all said and done, folks, we're going to be vindicated, we're going to win, and we're going to make this country great forever, or at least all of our lifetimes. Promise you that. Now, I want to play about a five-minute video for you. It's Matt Gates today grilling FBI Director Christopher Ray, And I'm going to go ahead and just give the award right now to Matt Gates. Let's just do it. Smarty Award of the Day goes to Congressman Matt Gates from Florida. There you go, buddy. You deserve it, especially with everything that you're fighting with the left right now and they're, them trying to take you out and, and kill you and destroy your name. All right, this is Congressman Matt Gates, literally destroying Christopher Ray, the head of the FBI's credibility, and showing exactly what their agenda is. Matt Gates is trying to do what we all want to do, get to the bottom of where the origins are from the Fauci virus. Problem is, the FBI is covering for it. And if you don't believe me, all you got to do is listen to this video. Here we go. Mr. Chairman, there has been a cover-up regarding the origins of coronavirus. We see it in the Fauci emails. We see it in the G7's call today to renew an inquiry into those origins. We see it in the Biden administration's efforts to squelch investigation into the origins of the coronavirus. And I want to figure out what side the FBI is on. On April 28th, Dr. Li Ming Yan landed at LAX. One of your agents interviewed her at that time. She then traveled to New York. Your agent from Los Angeles followed her to New York and sought an interview on both the 1st of May and the 2nd of May in 2020. 
the FBI took Dr. Li Mingyang's phone, on which the doctor showed evidence of WeChat communications between herself and the director of the CDC in Beijing, all the way dating back to December of 2019 regarding the Chinese military's involvement in the development of the virus and specific links to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Director A, when did you become aware of your agency's... Basically, what this woman had when she came over and showed the FBI was proof of where it came from. That's what he's saying. Listen to how Christopher Ray spins this, and then listen to what Matt Gates says after. With Dr. Yang, when did you review those WeChat messages? Um, I'm not sure that there's much I can say about any specific investigation. Of course I not. I will say of course not. a couple things. One, um, as I think, I think you know and I think the committee knows, I have been very vocal and I intend to continue to be very vocal about the counterintelligence threat, which takes a wide variety of forms from the People's Republic of China and the Chinese Communist Party. And I think it's one of the most significant threats facing this country. Oh, yeah, I bet you do. Part of that threat? Well, I, I, again, I want to, don't want to speak specifically about any particular investigation. But the second thing I would mention is that... Well, here's, here's why that's important. Yeah. On, on the first thing, Director A, you know, back in, October, or in you know, April and May of 2020, we didn't have six, nearly 600,000 people dead as a result of the coronavirus. On October 14th, 2020... FBI agent Andrew Zittman brought a scientist who was working with the FBI to meet with Dr. Yan in New York on October 14th. They met for nearly six hours. Can you tell us anything about that meeting and what it tells us about the origins of this virus? It is simply unacceptable to sit here a year later and say you're not going to tell us. Very unacceptable. There was information about the origins of the virus when it is so central to the safety and health of our fellow Americans. I, I certainly understand the, the point of the question. Again, I, I have to be careful not to discuss specific investigations. Um, I will say... You notice, folks, do you notice that we, we've, gone, we've gotten to a world where all they have to say... And this happened under Obama, by the way. This, is, this was made famous under Barack Hussein Obama. <clears throat> I can't... I'm not going to talk about anything. Uh, it's under investigation. Uh, I don't think it would be prudent. And I don't think it would be fair to talk about things that are under investigation. Uh, the DOJ knows what they're doing. Eric Holder, he knows what he's doing. And I have, uh, 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 I, have, uh, I, have, I have full faith that he'll be able to find out exactly what's going on, but I can't talk about it because we, 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 we're under investigation. That's all they got to say now. We're under investigation, can't talk about it. Yeah, okay. Too bad. Talk about it anyway. You're talking to a United States congressman here. Tell me in private if you have to. I don't care. Whisper it. Let's play a game of telephone. Whisper in your assistant's ear. Have him whisper, whisper in that reporter's ear. Have that re- reporter go up and whisper in Jerry Nadler's ear. And have him crap his pants and bring it all the way down to me and whisper it into my ear. How about that? All this, this theatrics. All these theatrics. It's, it blows my mind. I, ah. <laughs> anyway, let's continue to play this. In addition to our investigative work, uh, as I think has been recently publicly stated by uh, the DNI, and I think even the president himself, the intelligence community has been looking at this issue. There are 
differences of view within the intelligence community about the origins of the coronavirus. I totally understand all that. I'm, try, uh, I'm trying to resolve those differences. A dive on that subject. No. Director, it, it, we are unable to hold the Chinese Communist Party accountable if we throw our hands in the air and say, well, there's differences of opinion. We have to assess whether those differences are similarly rooted in fact. That's why I need the facts from you. Will you provide to this committee any scientific analysis that the FBI has done regarding Dr. Yan's claims, regarding the messages she provided to you regarding Beijing's knowledge of the origins of this virus, their military's involvement, and even efforts to try to present to the world a fake genome sequence at the beginning of, of these developments? I'm, I'm happy to see what information we can provide. I will have my staff follow I'm not going to play this any longer. You get the gist of it, folks. You understand what's happening here. Christopher Ray is not answering any questions like most people do when it comes to the federal government or even state government. They try to dance around everything, and they won't answer anything. The problem with this is we never get anything done. Why? Because we never have the truth, and the truth, is, the truth is always seems to be, um, you know, uh, well... Uh, this is this is the less truth. This is the right truth, and then nobody get nobody. There, there's no accountability. That's the problem. There's no accountability anymore. Accountability is something that you teach your kids at an early age. You do this, you have consequences. Period. My actions have consequences. My actions have consequences. I used to make my kids right. My actions have consequences when they were younger. But we have literally daycare going on. In our federal government. Our Congress is nothing but a bunch of grown babies. Our Senate is nothing but a bunch of grown babies. And that's on the right too. I am so sick and tired of this today. I'm so sick and tired of this stuff today. Mmm, man. Anyway. Um... <laughs> you want to see hey the forecast is calling for snowflakes folks are you ready to are you ready to hear some 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 liberals melt down okay we all know that president trump got exonerated when it came to uh his clearing out of lafayette park well not his clearing out but the clearing out of lafayette park we know that president trump went on um went out and made a statement of it and i read it to you now we got all of our uh input when it came to that and we were all happy right not everybody was happy, folks. <laughs> Let's go listen to the... You are fake news. ...about President Trump's exoneration. Let's first watch Joe Scarborough absolutely melt down over President Trump's exoneration. <laughs> it gets better and better as we go, folks. I love this. Ah, this is great. Here we go. Investigation by the Interior Department's Inspector General published yesterday finds that last June, Washington's Lafayette Square Park was not forcibly cleared so that former President Trump could hold a photo op outside the historic St. John's Church. Instead, the report finds that the clearing, which took place during protests against racial injustice and police, happened so a contractor could install fencing. The report did find that Attorney General William Barr urged officials to speed up the clearing, uh, the process of clearing people once Trump had decided to walk through the area. Joe, I don't even know what to say. I mean, <laughs> I don't even know what to I say. Don't think a contractor uh, putting up a fence has this. Joe, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say, Joe. This is crazy. I don't even know what to say. I think it calls for snowflakes, the weather. Anyway, let's keep going. Power. Well, first of all, I've got to say, I, I, I think I've been an unduly uh, uh, tough Jeez. on William Barr. I, because I, I did not know all this time that not only was he operating 
as Attorney General of the United States of America, but he was also the director of scaffolding for Lafayette Park. Imagine right. that, having that as like your, 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 your second job. You know... <laughs> <laughs> the, the headlines are so mad. Uh, some of our friends uh, and and and, yeah. and the panting and hold on. Let's 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 scroll down and let's listen to Jim Acosta for a With minute. This photo op in front of the church there. Uh, tell us what we're learning and tell us what this means. Tell us if this raises more questions than it answers. What yeah. do you think? Well, I certainly think it raises more questions than it answers. I mean, you know, the, the IG report is saying that the park police cleared the park with the purpose of setting up this fence, because obviously the protesters needed to be moved back from this area where they were defacing statues and potentially pulling down the Andrew Jackson uh, statue and so on. I was in the Rose Garden that day when Trump gave that speech and said, I'm going to go to this special place talking about the church. And you could hear the park police and other uh, federal forces, D.C. police, clearing that park. They were violently calling oh, protesters. Oh, violently. Protesters. Oh. Remember at the time the White House was telling us, oh, we didn't use tear gas. The, the D.C. police were using tear gas. Uh, the other thing that is not clear huh. about... You mean like they were doing to the people on January 6th, Jim Acosta? You mean like the way they were violently shooting rubber bullets and tear gas and flash grenades? To provoke the crowd on January 6th and then unlock the doors and let them in? You mean like that kind of crowd clearing or being violent? I don't know. I'm just saying. Anyway, folks, if you haven't heard it yet, please go listen to my friend Tom McDonald's song, Snowflake. Tom McDonald is doing great. He's doing great rapping about social issues. And, uh, you know, I was, I was literally the first MAGA rapper rapping about politi political issues with around surrounding President Trump and how far we've gotten from right to left and, 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 and pushing that pro-MAGA agenda. Nobody was doing that in 2015, and look where it is now. And I, I just want to say I'm so happy for people like Bryson Graham, so happy for people like Tom McDonald, so happy for people like Adam Calhoun and, 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 and um, Upchurch and all of those guys who are making such amazing music. And if you have not seen it yet, please go listen to Tom McDonald's Snowflake song. You'll love it. And now, folks, I want to show you real quick. We're going to highlight one of the businesses on the America Strong page. And this business is called Buy It in a Basket. So let me go ahead and pull this up on the screen for you. There it is. This is on JeremyHarrell.com. Buy It in a Basket. Let's go ahead and click this, it takes it to their Etsy shop. So if you go to Etsy, there it is, buy it in a basket. And it literally, she may, they make, I don't know if it's a she or not, I'm assuming it is, but they make uh, Mother's Day gifts, Father's Day gifts, thank you baskets, housewarming gift baskets, baby girl baskets, um, uh, cabin day baskets, 21st birthday gift baskets. So make sure you go check them out, folks. Again, it's buy it in a basket. On my America Strong page. I like to highlight businesses. I think they're great. Especially ones that can be bought online. And they are based in Anoka, Minnesota. Right where my pillow is. Which you can also put LFA in as a promo code. And get a bunch. A bunch. Of, of, uh, of discounts there. I also folks want to show you on JeremyHarrell.com. The brand new t-shirts. That we have up there. Now I also have. Uh, some good friends of mine making uh, this t-shirt as well but basically when i'm for when i'm on the road okay i do want to show you guys this real quick this is 
the brand new t-shirt. I'm sorry for those who are on YouTube, by the way, as well. I'm going to scroll down so you guys can see this. Here it is right here, the new LFA t-shirts. And you can get them in all different colors. And it's the same logo. For those on YouTube watching, it's the same logo that's on my hat. They come in uh, male and female um, design. I mean, uh, male and female shirts. And you can get your LFA shirt today. It's there right now, actually. And, of course, donors. You'll get a special code that I'll send out a little bit later, your, your monthly donors. But, anyway, folks, that's going to do it for Live from America. We're about five minutes over, so i got to run. I love you all. I want to thank you all very much for tuning in again for another episode of Live from America. You guys are what makes this show go round and round. I truly, truly am honored and inspired to do the show for you every day, so thank you very much. I will be back tomorrow for 11 a.m., and that's it. And then I'm gone on vacation. So let everybody know that I'll be gone on vacation. They won't be able to see the actual Live from America, although I will try to go live as much as I can while I'm on vacation. Maybe I'll even do a few evening uh, shows for you guys if I have the time. So remember, folks, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. And keep that head up high because you are a child of God. And no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. God bless you. Have a great night. Enjoy your families. And enjoy this wonderful country that we call the U.S. of A. Have a great night.